You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into the Theology for the Rest of Us podcast. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you and recording from the beautiful metropolis of Orlando, Florida, here in the Sunshine State, coming at you. So glad to have you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for being a part of the loyal listening base of this podcast. So glad to have you. This is episode 240, and I'm going to be answering the question, are we a Christian nation? Is the United States a Christian country? Uh, I think this is a great question to answer. I've heard this debate uh, going on among certain groups of people. I've probably had this conversation with a few people over the last few years, you know, maybe a few dozen times, uh, maybe not that much, but it feels like it's maybe happened a lot more than maybe it even ought to, uh, to some extent. Um, and so again, I think this is an important debate to, to weigh in on, or at least give some thoughts, uh, before I get to the topic at hand, just a quick reminder to everyone about our website, theology for the rest of us.com. You can find all of our archived episodes there, as well as some additional resources that could be helpful to you. So check out the website there. And, uh, and also if you get a chance, do me a huge favor. If you could leave a rating or review, uh, for the podcast on whatever podcast player or podcast directory that you are using, that would be great. Let the world, you know, love the, let the world know that you love the podcast. Uh, those are a big, big help to the show. They, they basically help us reach more people. So if you could do that, that would be great. All right, let's get to the topic at hand. I was inspired to uh, tackle this topic because of an email that I got uh, from a guy named Andrew. Uh, he actually sent a relatively longer email, and I'm going to break his email up into two parts, and I'm going to answer a part of his question here in this episode and then a part of it in another episode uh, that I'll probably do. Um, so I just, you know, it's a lot of content, I want to kind of cover it all at one time. Let me read you just a few chunks of Andrew's email. He says this, Christians always say America is a Christian country, but how do we get America from Christianity? Another podcast, Theology Unplugged, pondered if Christians should obey the government, then the, then the Boston Tea Party may have violated the Bible's injunctions. But that podcast barely scratched the surface. That's kind of the first portion of Andrew's email. He then talks a lot about, you know, when should people overthrow the government or when should people disobey the government or not? I covered that a little bit in episode 239. And again, I'll cover that in a future episode as well. Um, the, the, the latter portion of Andrew's email, I think, is applicable to this episode as well. He says this. Additionally, how does the First Amendment that permits false religions and pornographic material logically follow from Calvinist Christianity? So shouldn't America be a Calvinist theocracy that bans pornography in all non-Christian faiths? Andrew, I really appreciate uh, your thoughts and your email. Uh, first, I would say this, um, Andrew's point, he says that Christians always say, um, Andrew, I just love to encourage you and challenge you a little bit. We want to be cautious that so we don't make those sort of broad sweeping statements. Um, Christians always say is not necessarily accurate. I would, I would think I would say some Christians say that we were a Christian nation or that we were founded as a Christian nation. And I would also say that some Christians say that we ought to be um, a, a Christian nation, which is different than we are, right? Some people say that we are a Christian nation or we were founded as a Christian nation. Therefore, we need to go back to being a Christian nation. And other, some other Christians say, um, uh, say that we should be a Christian nation, 
that we were not Christian enough. We need to be, we need to become more of a Christian nation. So again, there are different arguments and they are distinct from one another. I think it's important to make sure we frame the argue, argument properly because not all Christians say we're a Christian nation necessarily. Um, you do have some Christians that are in the theonomist Christian reconstructive Christian reconstructionist. I can't talk today. I don't know why. Um, the, the Christian reconstruction movement. Um, you have people that are in that camp that would say that we should try to make our country officially Christian, that our nation should replicate or be in line with the nation of Israel, the Old Testament. The nation of Israel was created with a certain structure of government, with certain civil laws, certain ideals, and that our country ought to be structured and founded in line with that. And then you've got different, you know, you got different variants of varying degrees of that philosophy. Um, that is not my opinion, and I explained that in previous episodes. Um, I do not believe that the structure of Israel should be replicated in every country or that the ideals and the civic law upon which that country was founded and created should be replicated or transferred to other nations. I don't think that's the case. I believe the purpose of the Old Testament structures and the laws were to point us to Christ and the gospel, to give us a shadow of the Messiah. Um, I've talked about this extensively in previous episodes when I talk about the law. Um, that, that we are not necessarily today, as we set up countries, supposed to set up our countries in line with what God commanded the Israelites to do. Now, I think there are great lessons we can learn from them that we ought to apply, but there are also some great lessons just from general world history that we can also learn that I believe demonstrate some other philosophies and ideals that, that we can learn from. So I, I don't necessarily believe, I don't necessarily agree with the theonomist or the Christian reconstructionist that we need to reconstruct Israel. Um, or that we need to become an official Christian country per se. Um, we have the opposite end of the spectrum, the the secular, progressive, liberal movement of the country that wants to have a complete separation of church and state. Um, and I, I dialogued about this extensively back in episode 15. If you have not listened to that episode, I would implore you, go back and listen to episode 15. Uh, the argument of separation of church and state is based upon... Uh, ideas that, in my opinion, are fundamentally un-American. Um, the, the First Amendment is very clear that the United States government is not to put to pick one religion over the other, other any other. All religions are to be allowed, um, and I don't think that that is wrong. Um, I, you know, as, as Andrew kind of brings up, you know, if we're going to be a, a theocracy, which is a government that is based on you know, based on God, one God, one denomination, or one religion, the way that the, the nation of Israel was in the Old Testament, then shouldn't all other religions be outlawed? And the answer would be yes. If we're going to be a theocracy, then all other religions should be outlawed. Um, and yes, the, the laws of the Bible should be the laws of the land. But I don't necessarily know that, I, I don't see anything in Scripture that tells us that we ought to try to set up theocracy. Uh, in fact, Jesus is challenged in Matthew 22 by some of the Jewish leadership, and he could have said, overthrow the government and set up a theocracy. He could have said, create a government where, where the laws are based on my words and my commands. He didn't say that. He said, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, render unto God what is God." He, he didn't say that. And in fact, the New Testament over and over again tells us to be subjected to the ruling authorities, to honor the emperor, as Peter said. There's this ideology that, that we're not trying to overthrow government or reconstruct government, but we're trying to push the gospel, preach the gospel, and allow the power of the Holy Spirit 
to transform hearts. Now, I do believe that God is wanting to infiltrate infiltrate countries and to revolutionize culture and that God is wanting to make cultures more Christian. I do believe that we as Christians should be engaged in our culture. We should be engaged in politics and the arts and entertainment. We should be engaged at the forefront of our culture, proclaiming the gospel, living out the gospel, and, and fighting for the truth of the gospel and defending the rights of those who can't fight for themselves, that we ought to be redeeming culture, that we ought to to be providing for the needs of those who cannot provide for themselves, like the widow and the orphan, that we ought to be missional in our mindset and our approach and our attitude in such a way that we engage with other people in our society and that they want to embrace the gospel as well. And as the gospel spreads from person to person, eventually most of the people will be Christian. Most of the people will be gospel centered and gospel oriented, and therefore the culture will shift. You don't necessarily need to change the legislation or change the government ideals or government structure in order for it to become a Christianized nation. You can have people that love God um, out there engaging the culture and then peep the, and the gospel spreads and eventually most of the population or a large chunk of the population is living for the gospel and so gospel centric that eventually it changes the culture and that when those people get involved in media they they begin to produce media that is Christ centered or, or Christ honoring um, as they get involved in politics they begin to pass legislation that is that is uh, Christ honoring and gospel centric. Like we don't have to fight to change the government. We have to fight to proclaim the gospel so that the Holy Spirit can change hearts. And as the Holy Spirit changes hearts by definition or, or by, um, by accident, so to speak, or the, the byproduct of that, I should say, rather, the byproduct of the Holy Spirit changing the hearts of lots of people will be the nation turning, becoming more Christianized. So I don't think Christians should fight to make our nation Christian. Christians should fight to proclaim the gospel and pray for the Holy Spirit to transform hearts. And I do believe that the Holy Spirit will transform hearts and that people will become more and more gospel-centered and that as people are more gospel-centered on a personal level, they will then, by, you know, by a byproduct of them being more gospel-centered, they're going to do more things that are you know, Christ honoring. You know, if I go into politics and I were to become a politician, I would be pushing for legislation and for laws that are Christ honoring, but I don't wouldn't necessarily try to make us a Christian nation. Like I don't think we need to become an official Christian nation or say that the words of Jesus are the, the laws of the land now. Like I would not create a theocracy. I would I would give people liberty and freedom to choose or reject the laws of Jesus, but I but I would begin to promote policies and campaigns that would be more honoring to Christ without necessarily being officially Christian per se. Um, and the reason why I think liberty is important, one, because I believe it's a natural right. I talked about this in episode 239. I, I believe that uh, liberty is important and that I want people to choose to embrace the gospel. Um, I don't necessarily want to force them or legislate them 
to try to believe in the gospel. That's what we saw in Israel. Because it was a theocracy and you had the Jewish leadership demanding the people to follow it, the people didn't always necessarily follow it. I think if you give people some liberty to breathe, some some opportunity to, to choose, then when they see Jesus, the Holy Spirit will prick their hearts. The Holy Spirit will, will, will woo them unto himself. He will irresistibly pull people unto himself. He will be beautiful to them. He will be compelling to them. People will want to follow Jesus as the Holy Spirit is drawing them and giving them the, abil- the ability to choose him. The Holy Spirit, as we preach the gospel and we give people the liberty to do that, we create an infrastructure that protects their natural right of liberty, and we preach the gospel that people... Um, that will, they will be drawn as the Holy Spirit draws them. They will eventually choose to follow him because he has drawn them unto himself. That The Holy Spirit will illuminate their minds and give them the ability to see that Jesus is the only way, that he is the most beautiful one that they ought to follow and trust him with all of their heart. But if we legislate it, then what we end up having is a system that is potentially both oppressive and extremely legalistic. And I don't believe that's an environment that cultivates, um, I don't believe that's an environment that cultivates people wanting to genuinely inquire about who Jesus is. I believe that's a, that's an, that, that is an infrastructure or society that then becomes an obstacle for people to, to hearing and understanding the gospel. So to answer Andrew's question, you know, are we a Christian nation? Not officially. But much of our laws were based on Judeo, Judeo-Christian principles, right? So a lot of the morality of our country and a lot of the laws that were passed at the founding of our nation are indeed based upon the ideals that we see in Scripture. It doesn't mean that all of the founding fathers are Christians, because they were not. Amongst the founding fathers, we had a variety of theology and a variety of philosophy, a variety of worldview. Some of them were Christians. A chunk of them were, yes, but not all of them were. However, all of them did indeed embrace the morality we see in the Scriptures. They may not have embraced Christianity as a whole. They may not have been Christians, but all of them did indeed see Christianity as a great source for morality, and they did indeed take much of the uh, of the ideals of Christian morality, and they used that as a big component in founding our nation. It wasn't the only thing they did. Of course, they took philosophies from Rome, from Greece. They took philosophies from different philosophers of the Middle Ages and the Age of the Enlightenment. Enlightenment, of course, it wasn't the the only thing. Christianity and the Bible were not the only things influencing the founders as they founded our nation. Of course not. But no doubt that the Bible and Christian morality did indeed play a huge role in the founding of our nation in a massive way. And to deny that, in my opinion, is revisionist, is revisionist history. It's simply absurd to say that that our nation, you know, did not embrace Christian morality or that Christianity was not, you know, was not a part of the founding of our country as some of the secular progressives would like you to believe. Now, with that stated, I do not believe that we are officially a Christian country, nor do I think I'd even want us to be officially a Christian country uh, per se. But I do think we ought to fight to protect a government infrastructure that protects the natural rights of humans and fight to protect an infrastructure which cultivates liberty in such a way that people can hear the gospel and respond to it by putting their faith in Christ. I want to protect people's natural rights and I want to cultivate an environment where it is easy for people to hear the gospel and respond. 
Um, and I think we as Christians ought to be fighting for those sorts of things. And if we do that well, and we engage in culture well, that there will be a natural byproduct. And that is that our country will become more gospel-centric and more Christ-honoring. May we be the Christians that seek to engage our culture and win people's hearts more than we fight for legislation or policy. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. So glad to have you. If you have a question or a topic you want me to hit on the podcast, shoot me an email. My address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Or you can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. I love Twitter. I love connecting with people there. Feel free to find me there. Also, don't forget to make sure you subscribe to the podcast. It's the only way to guarantee that every episode gets delivered directly to your device as soon as they go live. So head on over to whatever podcast app or directory that you love and hit that subscribe button. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.